0: Everyone, we are here, we are live. Oh yeah, we're ready to go. New Hope Radio, are you kidding? We're ready to rock out. We got some good stuff that Jesus had to say when he answered the, the, the disciples' questions. When are you coming back, Lord? What are the signs of the times when you're coming back? Oh, wait till you hear what Jesus had to say. Now, most people have a watch. Right? And uh, everyone has a clock. I believe that. And that's because we're all concerned about time, aren't we? We certainly are. We have important appointments to keep, people to meet, things to do. Oh, yeah. We're very time conscious. When people go to the movies, they arrive early. When they go to church, they arrive late. (laughs) What's that all about? Most people fear the result of getting to work late. My point is, all of this has to do with time. Time is very important. Well, you know what? God's into time, too. God has a clock. And it's been ticking for thousands of years. And one day, it's going to stop ticking. Because time has run out. The end of the world is something that everybody should be concerned about but unfortunately many people ah, they have no concern at all none they don't even think about it they don't care about it and yet you know it doesn't really matter when the world ends because what does matter is the fact that everyone's personal world is going to end one day yeah individually one by one our worlds are going to end do you know when your own personal world is going to end Probably not, but it's going to end one day. And then, what do you think will happen to your soul? My hope is that you'll go to heaven, you'll be rewarded for living a faithful life, and you'll hear the Lord himself say to you, Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into my joy. So the point is, god has a clock god has a timetable and in the olivet discourse in matthew 24 jesus gave a dissertation answering the question one of the disciples asked tell us when will these things happen and what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age (laughs) see they knew two things they knew, they knew Jesus was one day going to come back. And they also knew the age was going to end. Pretty smart guys for a bunch of Galilean fishermen, wouldn't you say? So the first thing Jesus did, we saw this last time, when he answered them, he said, well, Let me give you a warning. Don't let anyone mislead you. Because mockers will come. And they're going to say, oh, he's not the Christ. He hasn't come yet. Oh, he's not even going to come. Others will say, I'm the Christ. He's the Christ. All kinds of imitators. Yesterday we gave you this mental chart about the three major dispensations which kind of correspond to the three roles of Christ. We have the Old Testament dispensation. That was a 4,000 year period. And it kind of... I would say it summarize the prophetic ministry about Christ. Then we have the church age, where Jesus is the high priest. And then we have the third dispensation, the millennial kingdom, where Jesus is the king. So he's prophet, priest, and king. Old Testament, 4,000 years. They say the church is going to go on for about 2,000 years, and the kingdom. Will go on for a thousand years and right in between the church and the kingdom, you know what we have? Seven years. The Great Tribulation. We also mention the cross represents his first coming to earth. The crown, here he comes, the king represents his second coming. So we have been warned about being deceived concerning the person and work of Christ. That's why I meant you gotta read your Bible. Find a good church, a good pastor that teaches Scripture line upon line. Learn the Word of God. Forget about all these topics. Learn the Word of God. Okay. So now in Matthew 24, Jesus goes on to explain how current events will be a sign of His return. We're going to pick it up in verse number 6. He said, You will be hearing of wars and rumors of wars i oh, see that you're not frightened for those things must take place but that is not yet the end of oh, a nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom now when Jesus spoke these words the Roman Empire was enjoying a long era of peace yeah it was a peaceful time Jesus is talking about wars they're probably thinking wait a minute we're at peace Well, sometimes God says things that don't seem to complement our current day affairs. I mean, think about the weatherman, right? He says, get ready for the big storm. And you look outside, it's a big, beautiful, sunshiny day. (laughs) I know up around here in New England, half the time they say it's going to rain, it doesn't. And then when they say it's not going to rain, it does. So that's another story. But Jesus is speaking of wars that go beyond his own day. He's talking about the future. Remember, he's writing history that hasn't even happened yet. In our own recent history, many people are still alive today that were witness to the Korean War, World War I, World War II, the war in Vietnam, war in the Persian Gulf, war in Iraq, the ongoing war in Afghanistan. And that's not to mention wars taking place all over the world in which we are not involved. They don't make it to the news, but they're going on ethnic cleansing, all kinds of horrific things happening in other countries. So in verse 7, Jesus said, not only will there be trouble between nations, but there'll be trouble with planet Earth. He said in various places there will be famines and earthquakes. Now, on the evening news, you're consistently hearing about floods, earthquakes, fires, famines almost on a weekly basis, right? There's always a forest fire. There's an earthquake. We have these tsunamis that brought these tidal waves and wiped out communities. And they seem to be, don't you agree, that they seem to be more often, more consistent than even 50 years ago? Paul the Apostle, he gives testimony to this prophecy when he said in Romans 8:22, he said, For we know that the whole creation groans, And suffers the pains of childbirth together until now. That word groan, right? It means groan together. The whole planet is groaning. We're all in this together. No one is exempt. You know why? Because we all live on the planet. And he said, but all these things are merely the beginning of birth pangs. He's comparing it to a woman. She's in labor And I don't have this experience, but I'm told that in the very beginning, the labor pains are kind of light. And then as you get closer to the birth, they intensify and they get more painful. And it's like the earth, as we get closer to the earth being born again, we'll show you a scripture about that, the rebirth of the earth, the labor pains, oh, they're going to get Worse and worse and worse. Paul said in Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 1, God gave him a beautiful revelation concerning the end of time, as we know it. He calls it the last days. And he said, realize this, that in the last days, uh-oh, difficult times will come. The last days. You know, when of the last days... I I think that the last days began with the ascension of Christ. That was the beginning. It's also called what the time of sorrows, right? It, the end of times. It's when when Jesus rose off the earth. I think that's that signified the beginning of the last days. And yeah, it's been two thousand years. That's okay, because that was just like the early birth pangs, and now it's intensifying. As time marches on. Paul said to Timothy in chapter 4 of his first epistle, he said the Spirit, that's the Holy Spirit, explicitly says that in later times some will, oh man, fall away from the faith. Why are they gonna do that? Because they're paying attention to deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons. That's why that's why you got to be in a church that teaches the Word of God, line upon line. You know, a lot of churches today, and I'm thankful for all Christian churches, but they teach a lot of topics about this and that and the other thing. But how much of the Bible are we really learning? Are we learning the Bible stories? Are we learning the events of the lives of the Bible characters? These are the things we need to learn. And you can teach the life of the characters and then make topical comparisons. But man, we've got to learn the Word of God. So Paul talks about this apostasy, this falling away. People, they, they're going to fall away from the truth in the end. The one true faith, they're going to fall away. And they'll go after demonic beliefs and practices. And you know what's on the uprise, right? You've seen it. Psychics. Now we have radio shows and TV shows hosted by psychics. We never had that years ago. Now they got their own programs. Tarot card readings. There's a, a psychic house in my neighborhood. They read tarot cards and this and that. And there's a Mercedes in the, in the driveway. I'm thinking, man, business is good. We have Eastern meditation techniques. Universalism. Everybody will be saved. Buddhism is now becoming a fashionable religion among the elite, the beautiful people of Hollywood. See, they like any religion that doesn't have anything to do with sin. Why? Because they're sinners. We're all sinners. But they don't want to face it. So they'll go after these other forms of religion. I'd rather burn a candle than confess my sin. That's what goes on in Hollywood. But we can all agree that times are changing. (laughs) They're not changing for the better. Oh, no. The whole earth is groaning together. Waiting for what? to be reborn, just like a child is born into the world. The whole earth is waiting to be reborn. As the labor pains intensify before the child is born, so will the labor pains of the earth intensify. And they'll be at their height during the period of the Great Tribulation. You know, the Lord didn't call it a time of tribulation. Oh, no. He called it the great tribulation. It's so great that there's never been a time in all of human history that has had the trouble that will be found in the great tribulation. As a matter of fact, you know what Jesus said? That if you took all the trouble of human history and put it all together, it wouldn't even equal the trouble That'll be in the great tribulation. Wow. That's some serious labor pains, if you ask me. And then at the end of that, Christ will return and establish his thousand-year kingdom upon the earth, and the earth will be reborn, born again. The lion will lie down with the lamb, and weapons and swords will be made into plowshares, and a child will play in the den of the snake. Nothing will hurt. Nothing will die. Everything will be beautiful for that thousand years. Now, the next occurrence that marks out the end of the age is found in verse 9. Remember, what we are reading is not going to happen, I don't believe, in our lifetime. We will feel the tremors, but the actual events are going to take place during the Great Tribulation. You've got to remember that. And by the way, the Tribulation is not for the church. I know there's some teachings out there that say the church is going to go through it. Like, no way, Jose. You know why? Because the church has already been judged on the cross. The tribulation is God's judgment on the earth. The church is also going to be at the marriage of the Lamb, where we're presented to Christ as His bride during the Great Tribulation. While we're at the bema seat of Christ in heaven getting our rewards, The great tribulation will be going on down on the earth and there will not be a divided bride no it's one bride like we said last time the church victorious that's already there and the church uh militant that's here will be reunited together and will be wed to christ so don't forget just keep the try to keep these timelines in mind old testament church age tribulation, millennial kingdom, and then the new earth, and that'll go on forever and ever and ever. Now, right before the second return of the Lord, there's going to be a great falling away. It's called an apostasy. And this is going to result in five major catastrophes on the earth. Number one, the whole world will be against Israel. Kind of see that happening now, don't we, in the news? Number two, faith in Christ will dwindle. Number three, hatred will increase. Number four, there'll be a heightened deception. And number five, people will give up. Oh, they're going to lose hope. Let's take these one by one. The whole world will hate Israel. Jesus said in verse nine, they will deliver you to tribulations. He's, he's talking to the Israelites the, the Jews in the tribulation. They'll deliver you and will kill you. And you'll be hated by all nations because of my name. See, people will get saved in the tribulation. So not only will be Jews, but there'll be Christians hearing the gospel. From who? Well, there's going to be 144,000 witnesses. Moses and Elijah, they'll be down here preaching the gospel. So when people get saved, it's going to be like, man, you got to go underground because the whole world will be against Christianity, so people will be delivered over to great affliction, great punishment, just for being a believer in Christ. Then he said in verse ten, "At that time many will fall away, oh, and betray one another, and hate one another." I'm like, why? Why are they doing this? Remember when Jesus said in Luke 12:51, he said. Do you suppose that I came to grant peace on earth? i tell you no, but rather division. For from now on, five members in one household will be divided. Three against two, two against three. They'll be divided. Father against son. Son against father. Mother against daughter. Daughter against mother-in-law. Daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. And on and on it goes. Why? Because truth separates. That's why. Truth separates. And you might have had that own experience in your personal life. Truth separates. You heard the gospel. You responded. Jesus is your savior. You're born again. And yet there are people in your family. They don't understand. And because they don't they don't understand, they don't like it. And they mock it. And maybe they're critical. Maybe you've been ousted, they feel betrayed, you left your family religion, how could you do that? Because truth separates, truth divides, oh it really does. And Jesus said, man, when I bring truth, there's going to be division. And that's why we got to, he said, hey, count the cost, do you have what it takes to follow Christ. Because there will be division in your life. People of faith will be betrayed by their own family and friends. Oh, when we get to the tribulation, most unbelievers will be deceived by Satan himself, the dirty devil. He'll be deceiving people. Some will get saved, and those that get saved, they're going to be the enemies of their own family. People will hate one another. You think they don't like each other now? This is nothing. This is nothing. Wait till the Antichrist reveals himself. I believe that will happen in the middle of the tribulation. And then the last three and a half years, forget about it. It's going to be an awful time. Awful. Jesus said in verse 11, Many false prophets will arise. Oh, and you know what they're going to do? Mislead many. You know what their job is? To lead people astray. That's their job. If you think there are some nutty things going on in believing circles today, uh, wait, w- wait till the great tribulation comes. You're going to see some really nutty things. People will be led astray. Led astray where? To the slaughter. That's where they'll be led. They'll be led to. Th- People won't know who to follow. You know why? Because they'll have a lack of spiritual foundation. We have tendencies toward that today. We have people following anything because they have no foundation. If you don't have a biblical foundation, you're going to fall for anything. You'll believe anything because your your faith doesn't stand on something. That's why you cannot remove God's Word. You cannot remove it. That's what you build your life on. It's what you build your faith on. He says in verse 12, Lawlessness will increase. And most people's love will grow cold. This, will how, this is how life will be before Jesus Christ returns. That's how life's going to be. People will desert the faith. They'll corrupt the faith. They'll grow indifferent to the faith and to one another. Oh, the tribulation, terrible time. I'm glad we're not going to be here. You know, the Bible says, what's going to fall from the sky? 100 pound hailstones. I'm like, what? Imagine bowling balls falling from the sky. What does a bowling ball weigh? I don't know, 15, 20 pounds, maybe. So, imagine bowling balls falling from the sky, the damage they would wreak, right? They go through houses, roofs, cars. Now, imagine 100-pound hailstones falling from the sky. Can you imagine what that's going to be like? It's almost impossible to imagine. That's what's going to happen in this last half of the Great Tribulation when God's judgment is poured out. But there's hope. Jesus gives us hope in verse 13. The survivors will have hope. He said, The one who endures to the end will be saved. The word saved, it means delivered. They'll be delivered from all of that. Delivered from the tribulation. And you know what? They will go into the kingdom. They will. So there is hope, even in the tribulation. That's why if you have unbelieving friends, and let's say these things happen pretty soon in our generation. Share your faith, because when you're gone, They'll remember what you said. I have a little booklet I wrote called When I Disappear. And anybody can have it if you write to me. Email me at newhoperadio7 at gmail.com. I'll mail you the little booklet, When I Disappear. And you give it to unbelievers. And it's about the rapture and what's going to happen. And then they might laugh right now, but when you're gone, it's like, ooh, where's that booklet? Where would I put it? (laughs) I got to read that again. And uh, I'd I'd love to send it to you. New Hope Radio, the number 7, at gmail.com. I'll send you the booklet when I disappear. So let's look at one more chart depicting the events of the Great Tribulation. This is in your mind now, okay? If you can picture it in your mind, you'll remember it. You've got the Old Testament, boom. You've got the Church Age, boom. You've got the Great Tribulation, you've got the Millennial Kingdom, and then the New Earth. In the Tribulation, it's divided in half. We have a false peace first three and a half years. And the second half is the judgment. Again, we who are on the earth as the church militant will be joined with those who are in heaven, the church victorious. And we will complete the bride of Christ. At that time, we'll receive our, our rewards. We'll be wed to Christ, and that'll go on for seven years, getting our rewards And then we'll return with him to earth after seven years on beautiful white horses. And I hope and pray that all of us that are listening to New Hope Radio will be together at that time. I really do. It's so important that we all go up together and that we all return together. See, God in his grace has given us a picture of history future he's given he said listen man this is what's happening this is the game plan like any good football team when you follow the game plan you're gonna win so God is saying here's the game plan follow the game plan and you're gonna win he told he's told us everything that we need to know to be ready so we can go up remember the last trumpet trumpet number one has already blown Trumpet number two is blown. We're waiting for the third one. Move out. Ah, yeah. We're going to move out at the last trumpet. That means we're going up. Going up in the rapture. Are you going up? Do you know the Lord Jesus as your Savior? It's an invitation. God is saying, I'm inviting you to spend eternity with me. Come through my son. That's it. I don't know like what's so hot about that why do people have such a problem with that I have no idea I don't know it's the easiest thing God has done it all and he's made a way for each and every one of us to arrive in one piece in heaven with him well listen stay with it okay Stay with God's program. So important. Hey, have you subscribed to our YouTube channel? You can get all these messages on YouTube. Go to newhopecc.tv, click on the media button, click on New Hope Radio, click on the radio icon, and then subscribe. Boom! And every time we're on the air, you'll get a notification. And we have our playlist with all of our messages, they're there in video. And we have our New Hope, our Hope Club podcast, and audio. We try to come at you everywhere we can. Thank you for coming along today, and I'll see you next time for more of New Hope Radio.